This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Grace Gordon, actress and activist, and I am here today to talk about my favorite word, my favorite subject in the world, artivism. So what is artivism? I grabbed a definition from beautifultrouble.org, which I'll link to in the show notes. They have an amazing toolkit on this whole subject. But I grabbed a definition for all of you. Artivism is the intersection of art and activism. It harnesses the critical imagination to design events and strategies that provoke new meaning in pursuit of more respectful ways of being. It's a formula that raises more questions than answers. I loved that idea on the Beautiful Trouble site that artivism raises more questions than answers because I think at its best, artivism also uh, inspires people towards action. It's not the, the end of a question. It's not the answer. It is supposed to inspire you towards asking questions, looking at things differently, and motivate you towards towards action, towards useful action. The reason I wanted to do an episode on this right now is that I just had two projects release onto the internet that I'm so excited about because they are artivism projects. So I linked to this in our most recent newsletter. I was recently in a short film called La Petite Mort, which uh, premiered on Paper Magazine and is already going into festivals. It's so freaking cool. But La Petite Mort was a short film, a eco-sexual love letter that came out in uh, just in time for Earth Day, where the director and filmmaker Marielle played a poem over incredible visuals filmed all over the U.S. and Mexico, incredible shots in national parks, and just breathtaking parts of nature, where we had actors treating the earth like a lover instead of a mother. So people wrapped up in caressing um, mountains, trees, dancing in, in the middle of a beautiful body of water. It was an incredible, like, visual, breathtaking thing to be part of. Um, the cinematography was so amazing. But the point of this is that it also raised questions. It came out in time for Earth Day and gave a new, offered a new perspective about treating the earth like a lover. And I was so inspired and so excited to be part of this thing that was so beautiful to look at, but also really meant something. It also raised questions. It left an impression. The other thing that I was recently just part of is after years of being an advocate and friend to the political prisoner, Joy Powell, I designed a t-shirt for a fundraising campaign. Um, Joy has been incarcerated since 2006. She is a activist against police brutality who was wrongfully convicted for crimes she did not do. There was no evidence for the crimes she was convicted for at her trial. And she's been incarcerated since 2006. She's an incredible person. So I know Joy because I wrote her letters for months and months. And over the years, our friendship has become so strong. And I'm now part of her team of advocates. We're fundraising for Joy's legal defense right now. And 
she asked me to design a t-shirt, to design something physical that people could order and wear and, uh, you know, a, a hub where they could learn about her story and donate. And uh, so I, I made this shirt for Joy that says, Joy is unbreakable. The whole story about, about that quote and what it means to her is on the campaign site, which again, I will link to in the show notes. Uh, you can get a shirt, you can learn Joy's story, you can check out her website on there. But it was so cool to be asked by her to design something visual, to design something fashion related, because she knows I model and she knows that that's the world I'm in. Uh, she knows I do visual art. She wanted me to use my skills and share her story through my creative skills. So it was amazing for her to ask me to do that. And it just reminded me that, you know, all these creative skills that we have can be used in practical ways to educate people, to get them involved in causes we care about, whether it's making a amazing short film the way that Marielle did, or like designing a shirt, and so many more, so many more things. So anyone listening to this in the time that it comes out will probably be having some feelings about the recent challenges that Roe versus Wade is facing. And I think that, that the, the anger and frustration and fear that we're all feeling can be, can be put towards something useful. You know, it can be put towards, towards real action to make these issues better. It can, you know, you can use it to go to a protest, sure. You can use it to donate to causes. Um, you can also make things. You can also communicate that through your art and get people's eyes on individual stories or causes that you care about. So that's why I'm making this episode right now, because I wanted to share some of the things I've been up to, and I also wanted to share some ideas for our listeners who might want to engage in some artivism in their own lives. So I grew up doing a lot of activism, being very involved in activist groups because I was volunteering at an info shop since I was a young teen. And when the Occupy movement happened, I was like living there. I was part of the Occupy Philly uh, music committee. So getting protest songs together, getting musicians together for protests and at the Occupy camp. I was like leading that, which was so cool at age 16 to be given that kind of responsibility and to, to be connecting to all of these artists and using my skills as a musician back then to, um, to do something that really mattered. So that was like a way that I grew up, right? This was all, there's always been this, this combination of art making and activism in my life. And it makes me so excited to be able to share that with people and tell them my own stories from the past, but also just hands-on things that we can do. Recently, Louisa, who's a wonderful listener of The Art Life, sent me a call to submissions at an environmental collective that was looking for uh, was looking for fine art from like young artists to help spread awareness about environmental issues. And so I submitted something and they featured my art. And I also submitted for a grant, basically another another fine art proposal about how climate change influences my own planning for the future and the conversations I have with my friends about adulthood and having children. It was such a, a challenging piece to write about and pitch to them, but it was so exciting to think about making fine art that communicates the way that climate change has influenced my own life path 
and my conversations with peers. So even that was was a structured and inviting and exciting opportunity to put some of my social justice and environmental concerns into a piece of art. You can get connected to collective. You can find grants for artists. You can do so much with your creative skills to bring attention to the causes that you care about. I made a list of some ideas for our listeners in case you want some more practical tasks to use your creative skills for artivism. I was so happy to have Zandra back on the show recently, and I know that she is someone who puts together these beautiful playlists for her everyday wonderland group. Every month, Zandra's releasing playlists with a theme, and it got me thinking, well, you could make a playlist of protest songs. You could make a playlist of songs about social justice issues that you care about. You could make a playlist about abortion rights and the, the women's right to choose. You can absolutely do that just on Spotify. You can share it with your friends and you can include an action step. You could put together a playlist about this issue and send it to friends and say, hey, I made this because I know we're all feeling a lot about the news about Roe versus Wade, you can listen to this if you want to and donate to this cause. You can listen to this if you want to and read up about abortion rights here. Include a link. Um, I just love the idea of getting people to feel their feelings, to, to listen to music or connect to art about really pertinent social justice issues to allow these feelings to allow this rage to inspire you towards action i was recently inspired by another friend another past guest of the show athena reddy who sent me a really cool zine in the mail and i was thinking about how accessible and cheap to make um, zines are so you can make a zine make a zine about a social justice or environmental issue you're passionate about Combine art, poetry, personal stories, and statistics, facts to motivate readers towards action. Athena sent me this amazing zine called The Dead Provide a Home for Us Living, a zine about deep time by Christian Brevik, which I'll also link to in the show notes. It was this incredible, thoughtful zine about death and also environmental issues. And when you open it up and unfold it, there are all these uh, pieces of writing about colonialism and pollution and um, how dismantling white supremacy is an important and necessary part of environmental activism. That was such an amazing piece of art to hold in my hand, to reflect on, to read these poetic thoughts and then open up and, and read a bunch of facts. I was so inspired by that zine. And I, I love zines in general because the culture around them is so accessible. You can make it with one page of paper in a printer. You could make an individual one without a printer. But I think that it's a really cool way to combine your art your visual art, poetry, writing, to give a personal touch to something you care about. And yes, you can include, like this writer did, you can include excerpts of podcasts, books, uh, statistics that are relevant to the cause you're writing about. And you can include ideas for how people can get involved. Another piece of inspiration I had from my friend Joy Powell was designing postcards. 
So Joy has been a friend of mine for years, and I know that she also does visual art. So we were talking about making this t-shirt, and she sent me a self-portrait that she drew while incarcerated, which she still is, of course. That's why we're fundraising for her legal defense. She sent me a self-portrait that she drew so that I can turn it into a postcard. So I just have a, a relatively good printer at home that I sometimes use to make postcards for my fine art that I have up at galleries when I want to sell um, postcard versions or prints. I just I do it at home, but you can do that online. You can do it at home. You can design a postcard, send it out to your friends, make a piece of art that you send out, something about a social justice issue that you care about. In this case, you know, Joy sent me a self-portrait that I can turn into a postcard. I can include information on her case, information about her on the back and send it out to people. So I love that I get to collaborate with her, even though she is incarcerated. I love that I have at least enough access to her art so that I can turn it into something, so that I can spread her story and her art through the world. I just love that she gave me that opportunity. Speaking of protest songs, um, you can write one. <laughs> you can write a protest song. You can write a poem. You can share it online. Tell the world something they can do to help release a song about a social justice issue and fundraise, release a single, release an EP and fundraise or, uh, you know, sing it to your friends and educate them on an issue. I think we are so lucky even though we get frustrated with social media, as I do every day, I think we're so lucky just to have the ability to record things cheaply, to share our art throughout the world, to film something with your iPhone even and, and put it out there and ask questions. Like that, There's never been a better time to be an artist, in my opinion, and there's never been a better time to be an activist. We have so much access to other people. We have so many resources at our disposal. We have so many ways to cheaply make art and um, education resources and, and share it out with the world. So I don't want to undersell how important the power of social media is for sharing your art or sharing your artivism pursuits. I know that this is, you know, just such a great way to spread awareness about issues, but also to, to again, to create like a safe space to facilitate as an artist to facilitate feeling for me that's such an inherent part of being an artist is facilitating space where other people can feel and so whether that is making an incredible painting inspired by a protest as there were many like during the Black Lives Matter protests in 2020, I saw incredible pieces of visual art, murals throughout the city, inspired by directly about George Floyd or about the protests. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to collect all of this. I want to visit all these murals. I want to see a, a, a gallery show of protest art. I mean, these are things that we can do, that we can create and that we can be a part of that people will see, people will want to learn more. We can use our creative skills and creative talents to include people and get a message out. Longtime listeners of The Art Life will also know that 
I am a big fan of hosting parties. I love hosting art parties, hosting parties of any kind. I love a themed party. And this is absolutely something that can be connected to artivism. You can get friends together for an art party. You can get friends together to learn about an issue. You can do a letter writing event. The whole reason I write to Joy Powell that I that I learned about her is because I grew up in anarchist collectives that had letter writing nights where you write to political prisoners in solidarity, where you just let people know that they are not forgotten. You can pull up a list of political prisoners in the U.S. online, which I can also link to in the show notes, that has information on their cases, has information on where you can write to them while they're incarcerated, just to show up and let them know that they are thought of and supported, even by strangers. And um, doing that turned into this relationship with joy that's one of the most important friendships in my life and i've made all of these friends with her other her other uh, advocates across the country and you know now we're in communication almost every day but that all started just from letter writing and letter writing is something that we talk about on the art life all the time it's something that i really enjoy it's something that zandra really enjoys and uh it's it's a something that can be used for activism so Host an art party, host a a protest song party, bring your own poem of protest, you know, draw in coloring books and get your friends together to listen to protest songs and draw in coloring books and collect donations. There are ways to not just spread awareness, not just fundraise, not just ask questions, but also use art and beauty to inspire people towards action, especially in a time like this past week or several weeks or years, however you want to view it, where the news is just so heavy, where there is so much to care about, where there's so much to suffer about. Making art about one issue, getting your friends together to talk about something, and really asking questions, getting people to 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 take action it's very possible and you can do this in ways that are beautiful you can do this in in ways that inspire like through art and um when i googled the word artivism a word that i use a lot it was a little intimidating to see how much was you know these installations these sculpture installations or things that maybe i don't have access to yet as an artist Maybe I don't have a platform like some of the first things that I Googled, but as I hope you can see from what I've shared here, there is actually so much that I can do with my creative skills, including making a podcast right now, telling my friends and listeners how to make uh, artivism, how to engage in artivism. But um, there's so much that we can do with our creative skills and there's so much action we can take with these feelings that we have right now to create something beautiful, create something inspiring, ask questions, and get your friends and peers involved. These things don't happen alone. But there is so much that you can do even if you do not have money to donate, even if you do not have a, a platform that is huge or an opportunity to make a sculpture installation. There are things that you can do every day as part of your art life that combine your your art and activism. The last thing that I just wanted to touch on because it's 
such an important thing to me are, are some of my favorite examples of artivism. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, so what does this mean? What's an example of this beyond a zine? Um, <laughs> uh, some examples of this would be like the Netflix series When They See Us. Ava DuVernay's a, a director who does a lot of artivism. She educates people through her, her films and TV shows about real world issues all the damn time. But When They See Us, which came out a couple of years ago, it was an incredible limited series about the Central Park Five, these wrongfully convicted children who were sent to jail for years and years and years for a crime they did not commit. When They See Us brought up this story again. It reminded people that this is a real thing that happens, that people get stuck in the system all the time. And Ava DuVernay is someone who's so good at, at, at using her skills as a director to motivate people towards action. Uh, I just I just loved When They See Us. I thought it was an incredible show. I didn't know about that case when I watched it because I was too young. I was not around when that was happening. And uh, it, was, it was incredible to then go follow all of these men who have grown up uh, and are now free finally and are talking about this thing that happened to them. What an incredible moment in time. I also adored the documentary Attica, which came out only a couple of months ago. It was a freaking phenomenal documentary about the uprising at Attica Prison. It also featured inmates who were there at the time, people from the community around Attica whose families were involved, who worked at the prison. It was an absolutely breathtaking documentary about a prison uprising that people might not know about. I learned so much. It was very moving. And again, just a, a reminder that we can bring up uh, moments in history and educate people on them because these things get buried. These stories get buried. I mean, another great documentary that I would absolutely consider artivism is Minding the Gap, which is a gorgeous documentary about a group of skateboarders that really focuses on men's mental health and masculinity. And it's sure, like it educates people, but again, I think it raised a lot of questions. It raised a lot of questions for men in my life. It opened up conversations that maybe we had not had before. If you want to learn about some incredible artists in U.S. history, I really loved HBO's documentary last year called In the Absence of Light. It was about a 90-minute documentary about black uh, visual artists in America you know, my only my only thing I wished when watching it or after finishing it that, was that there was more. But it's a really beautiful documentary about black art in the U.S., um, all about fine art. And it's something worth watching if you want to learn about like these these um, change maker artists of the past century who should be talked about, who should be learned about, who can inspire us, who we can go find paintings from. I, I watched this documentary and then I ended up seeing a, a exhibition at LACMA, the LA County Museum of Art. Um, I ended up seeing a bunch of the paintings in person a few months later and that wasn't on purpose. It was just, I happened to watch a documentary and then there was an incredible exhibition of black art at LACMA and I saw paintings I had seen in the documentary. It was so freaking inspiring and it, it deepened my experience of both the documentary and the paintings in person. So that's in the absence of light. All of these things will be linked in the show notes. And last but not least, one more thing I wanted to mention was a, was a biography I read last year 
It was called The Sun and Her Stars. Um, it's a, a biography of Salka Virtual, who was a screenwriter in the golden age of Hollywood, who was best known despite the fact that she was an incredible writer. She wrote for many, many famous uh, films of the time and, and particularly wrote a lot of Greta Garbo's films. Um, Salka Virtual was best known for her parties. She was known for the artist salons that she did every single Sunday in Hollywood. Uh, she was a Jewish immigrant who came to Hollywood before World War II, thank God. But when the Holocaust started, she got so very deeply involved in rallying artists together in Hollywood to fundraise, to get involved, to help people in Europe. Uh, she made it her mission to just extend herself in every way possible to remind people how much they could do to take in people into her home even to take in refugees and to just get all of these artists she knew involved whether it was by giving money or having more conversations or connecting people to work when they were escaping the countries they were from Salka used her place as a well-connected person in Hollywood an artist and just a, a person with a home who had these these art salons every single week. She used all of these resources that she had to really, really help people in need um, in person and also just by fundraising. So, so I was so inspired reading Salka's story and just being reminded again that there's so much that we can do, even if it's just using our creative connections to help people get work I love that book, and I love artivism. So if you're listening to this, I hope you got some great ideas. I hope this inspired you to do something new, to reach out to someone and have a conversation about the intersection of art and activism. Maybe check out some of the pieces, some of the documentaries and shows I've mentioned today. And um, just remember how much power we do have. Our creativity is the antidote. Our connections to each other are the antidote to the terrible oppressive systems we are living under. We have power when we create together. And I just thought that this was a good time to remind myself and remind everyone of that. And with that, that's all I got for this week. I will just say the art life is... Harnessing the critical imagination to design events and strategies that provoke new meaning in pursuit of more respectful ways of being. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you have thoughts on this subject, if you want me to do a campfire episode where I collect listeners' stories of their experiences with artivism, their projects that they've taken part in, I would absolutely love nothing more than to do that. Feel free to reach out to the show over email. Feel free to send a tweet, a comment on Instagram, a letter in the mail. Just let me know. Uh, this is my favorite subject in the world, and I wanted to hop on and talk about it quickly because I know people are feeling really upset about the state of things right now. And I wanted to remind everyone that there's so much we can do with our creativity. Until then, from my side of the world, I wish you all a good night. <laughs> Thanks. This is The Art Life. You can read more and subscribe to our newsletter at www 
theartlife.show or send letters to The Art Life, Care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 1193, Hollywood, California, 90078. You can email us at theartlifeshow at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Art Life Show. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for being part of The Art Life.